Hello and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, not too bad, thanks. Good. Yeah. Excited to talk about this episode. I, I actually am excited <laughs> to talk about this episode. It's uh, yep. It's a it's an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have different opinions on this episode. I think we might, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's what makes it fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm just gonna dive right in. We're not gonna yeah. do a 10 minute like rant about something. No, non-related. we'll do that in about a minute. It's going to happen. Two minutes. <laughs> For context, I just spent four hours in a training session. Right. My brain She's is training gone. to be uh, <laughs> a jet fighter pilot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to be the next uh, Maverick. Right? Yes. Yeah. I think you're going to be a goose. <laughs> no. <laughs> what an insult. I'm so offended. <laughs> hey, goose was good. He, he died. just wasn't good enough. <laughs> so offended. You're the official goose of this podcy. I'd rather be Iceman. Okay. Is that right. a guy? That's from Top Gun, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How good are you at volleyball? Just out of... <laughs> Considering I'm five foot one. <laughs> Pretty good then. Five foot two. Yeah. No, yeah, great. I'm yeah. the best there is. You're the spiker? <laughs> yeah. I can jump so high. <laughs> yeah. And that was your one minute diatribe that we okay. escaped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the first 45 <laughs> seconds of the episode. Okay. Okay. So this episode, season three, episode 16, A Special Friend. The synopsis. On the docks, Hobo meets a very special friend who believes he can understand what animals are thinking. His sensitivity makes him a perfect partner for the dog as the pair matches wits with a warehouse full of gold thieves. And it first aired February 25th, 1982. All right. All right. We're going to just dive right in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we get a shot of seagulls. We hear the seagulls. Yes. We're clearly at a port of some kind. Mm -hmm. There's like shipping containers. Sit in the scene here. Hobo's just trotting along. I get the feeling he's just gotten off a steamer. You right, know. a steamer in 1982. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was 82 steamers. <laughs> People said they were wasteful, <laughs> but we said no. A proud part of our heritage. I told you my mind is gone. <laughs> I meant to say cargo. More coal, ship. please. <laughs> That's what he does. He just shovels the coal and yeah. they just hitch it up to the dog, and he like goes back and forth. Oh, yeah, he's got the... a little thing on his back like a wheelbarrow. Exactly. He squats down, and the coal rolls out. Perfect. Exactly. How yeah. Happens. Yeah. Hundred percent. I meant to say cargo ship, but. <laughs> No, I like steamer. <laughs> okay. Steamboat Willie's on there. I don't know why the minute I start talking about these episodes, my mind just goes crazy. <laughs> yeah. Start laughing like an idiot. Okay. So a car speeds by. Uh, this is the, uh, do we know what kind of car? It's a blue Mustang coupe. Right. Okay. Because Mike told me that. But also I knew it was some kind of Mustang because Mustangs have not changed their look in like <laughs> 50 years. Their profile is very similar. Yes. <laughs> and Mike also sent us a commercial, which I watched and in it, they're trying to sell this particular Mustang to a woman. It's a woman's car. And I was very shocked. She like opens the door and there's like a man inside with flowers. <laughs> she gets in, looks in the rear view mirror and she's like winning a beauty pageant. And then I think at the end she closes the door and she sees herself getting married. <laughs> and it's like a car that you can afford on a secretary's wage. I was like, man, when I think of Mustangs. <laughs> That's insane to me. Yeah, because they're like the muscle car, right? Like when you picture the man who owns a Mustang. Yes. Who drives around in a Mustang. He's 55. He's lost his hair. <laughs> he's going through a midlife crisis. His son is taking it from him more yeah. and more often. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some like There's a rift. mistress yes. on the side. Yeah, she's 15 lucky. years younger. <laughs> yeah. She is the secretary. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and so, she owns the Mustang. It's her He's car. just borrowing it. Yeah, but he doesn't tell anyone of that because, you That's know. That's right. Because it's a muscle cover man. Got to protect his manliness. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it blows my mind that they were marketing that to secretaries yeah. and like women. Yeah. So cool. Well, there's your fun fact for the day. Yeah. Thanks, Episode Mike. Done. <laughs> okay. So Hobo just like looks at the car and then he's like, whatever, continues on. Uh, and then we hear a voice who is talking to what we find are animals. He's calling mm-hmm. them like Neptune and Calypso. They all have nautical names. They do. Except for the cat. The cat does not. The cat, the cat is, is called, called Footsteps. Footsteps, yes. Weird name. Uh, this old man is Charlie. Mm. He is the protagonist of this episode. Yes. He's just chilling. He's got like one of those deck chairs. Yeah. He's got his radio going. He's got some crates. He's got some crates. That's where the cat is. Yeah. The cat has hurt his foot. He's just chatting away to them, super happy. Uh, Hobo rocks up, and Charlie looks super excited. Yeah. I assumed he was going to call him handsome. But he did. He did not. Okay. Uh, so then he asks Hobo's name. Mm-hmm. There's a very long pause. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? Uh, and then Charlie says, you certainly got more names than any dog I've ever met. Yes. This episode, <laughs> I'm going to go out right now. I like this episode. I don't think Katie likes this episode okay, probably as much as I like it. I like it, but not. I don't love it. <laughs> I like it enough that it's probably going to get a pretty good grade at the end of the okay. end of the season. <laughs> this episode, I think, kind of breaks the universe. <laughs> A little so bit weird. because there is a man and, and we have no reason to believe he does not, he cannot talk to animals. This whole episode proves that he can talk to animals. Yes. Like things are going to happen that proves he can talk to animals. And he's talking to the hobo and he'll comment later that he can hear the hobo clear as a bell. Yeah. Like the hobo is so smart <laughs> and we know he's smart. Yes. But like this episode proves not only that the hobo was smart, but also that the hobo has coherent, logical <laughs> thoughts. He's just very, yeah. And also a bit of a personality, too, yeah. because some of the things he says later on, you're like, oh, uh-huh. all right, that's yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> right? But also Charlie can talk to animals like, in this world. This world is magic. This is absolutely a magical world. He is a wizard of some kind. He's a wizard just like the pool hall man right? <laughs> who <laughs> might have also been called Charlie. <laughs> maybe it's the same man. Maybe it is. Maybe something happened and he's kind of aged a little, you know. Wait, did that Charlie die? I Ooh, can't remember. Was he the one he, who got killed by a he, pitchfork? He might have been impaled. That yeah. was a long time that ago. Was so that was episode two. Do you remember when they impaled somebody with a pitchfork? Yeah, that was great. <laughs> well, that was insane. Haven't had any impalements lately. Not a, not a lot. <laughs> so sad. Come on, hobo. <laughs> Start impaling people. <laughs> yeah. More of that, please. Uh, so yes, he's talking to the hobo. He decides, though, that he's not going to call hobo by any of those names. Mm-hmm. He's going to call him Gulliver since he travels around so much. Yeah. Good name. I like it. It is. It's probably one of the best. It's definitely up there on my list of best hobo names. Uh, a police car pulls up, and this is Roy and Ken, yes. who are friends of Charlie. At first, I thought they were going to like arrest him or like for loitering on the docks or something. <laughs> they were going to be like jerks. There's, he's stealing our fish. <laughs> but uh, they're actually super sweet, and they have yes. coffee with Charlie all the yes. time, and they ask how he's doing. Uh, very lovely people. All right. Do you recognize these men? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. This episode <laughs> is full of Littlest Hobo alumni. <laughs> yes. Both of these men have been in Littlest Hobo episodes. Yes. So let's. I'm going to go through them. Okay. Because we talked about this off air. We did. No word of a lie. I spent over an hour <laughs> of my life trying to figure out where one of these police officers came from. Did you figure it out? I did not. Okay. Okay. The police officer that... There's one with a mustache and one without. Yes. The police officer without a mustache yep. is easy to track down. His name... I have it here. Hold okay. on. I'm going to find it. Do you even have photos? I even have photos. Oh my God. <laughs> His name is Alan Royal. Okay. We have seen him several times, and we will see him several times more. <laughs> okay. He was in Escape. 
he was the Irish um, police oh, officer. Wow. He's like, oh boy. Yeah. And he's got the gun. Wow. It's the same guy. Okay. He has great comedic timing. And when you watch this episode and you know that, it's very easy to spot what he's doing. Okay, yes. He definitely is very funny. He is also apparently in The Secret of Red Hill, but I oh. could not find him in that because the only male characters are the police officers and he's not either of them. This is what took me so long because <laughs> okay. I actually started opening episodes and screenshotting people's faces <laughs> and like comparing jaw lines and noses to like wow, figure you went out. In depth. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also going to show up again in Sartek part one and two, which will be a next I, I think next I've season. seen those titles because on IMDb, they're the highest ranked yes. episodes and of The Littlest Hobo. He's in both of them. Okay. And then he's also in Torque, which I oh. believe is in either the fifth or sixth season. Okay. Wow. Um, I have some pictures of him if you'd like to, yes, if you'd like to take a look. <laughs> um, he is also in a show called Philip Marlowe Private Eye, which was a show that HBO commissioned in the 80s, which is based on the books of Raymond Chandler, who's my favorite author. It is going to be real relevant in about two episodes. Yes, it will be. When Absolutely. we get to Rex Badger P.I. So there's yes. your fun. Uh-huh. Thanks. Alan, oh, Alan Royal. That's the one. Oh, I didn't. Thanks. I'm, I'm so glad you're giving it back. Yeah, absolutely. Put those on your wall. <laughs> um, the other gentleman with the mustache, I recognize, yep. but I can't figure out from where. He's apparently been in an episode. He's been in The Further Adventures of Willie and Kate, but the only man in that episode is the the headmaster, and I don't think he looks like the headmaster. Is he the, like plumber or oh i forgot there's a isn't there the worker there's a worker maybe he's the worker he must be the worker hey you stop right there ah i didn't even think i could have saved me like 45 minutes katie (laughs) i'm so sorry maybe maybe that's him i don't like i have so katie's looking at a picture of the headmaster from willie and kate and then a picture of him as the police officer in this episode i i I don't think it's the same man i don't think so either i wonder if he isn't the plumber i think he's yeah i think i'm gonna go back okay i'm gonna go back and look as (laughs) soon as we're done this episode all right anyways that's my little (laughs) so that's roy and ken yeah and actually the guy who is ken is his name is ken camero that's his actual name in real life. That's ah, the dude with the mustache. That's the mustache man? Yeah. What a name. Ken Camaro. Yeah. Sounds like a superhero. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, Charlie keeps talking to the hobo as if hobo is talking back. He's clearly having conversations with him. He calls hobo the smartest dog he's ever met. Mm-hmm. And this is where he says he could pick up his thoughts clear as a bell. This is where I wrote, Charlie can talk to animals. <laughs> he, he can. He absolutely can and talk to animals. And hobo was talking to him. Yeah. They are having a conversation. Not only can he talk to animals... He can telepathically talk to them. Oh, yeah. He just stares at them. Just, they just silently con- And there seems to be no distance barrier because he's no. talking to the seagulls. Yes. Which are flying above him, presumably. <laughs> we never yeah. see them because they're just cutaways. Yeah. But he's talking to the seagulls and they're probably like 20 or 30 feet up. I also want to point out that he's throwing bread into the air at them, which <laughs> yes. has got to be the worst way to feed a seagull. Right. Because like. It's like trying to play catch with someone who's on the third story of a building running right. back and forth. Can like, we... what are the chances they're going to get that bread out of the air? They're just going to be annoyed at you. Exactly. Be... And the bread is falling back down around him. Uh, the, yeah, none of these seagulls are actually catching this bread. No. <laughs> Not at all. Seagulls are super lazy. Like, Oh, yeah. They, no. I used to... Okay, so the theme park I used to work at. So there's a place where you can get hot dogs. Right. Uh, and the seagulls would just hang out above it. Of course. And then as people would come out with their hot dogs distracted, the seagulls would dive bomb them <laughs> and steal the hot dog from the bun because people would be freaked out and be like, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just fly back up. And so they gave away so many free hot dogs so they'd have to keep refilling people's hot dogs because <laughs> the seagulls were smart and lazy. 
Like, what a place saying, to be a seagull. What right? a time to be alive. Oh, man. If you're Those a- animals. I would love to see somebody do a study on the animals at theme parks. What they're like biology must be like (laughs) we had so in north bay where we are we have a swiss chalet (laughs) and when i was a student the the grease dumpster was like (laughs) the place for seagulls but there was also a different kind of gull there that was not a seagull and it was easily three times the size of a regular seagull like this thing was like mega gull it was it was a yeah it was a mega (laughs) gull (laughs) it was incredible like I'm pretty sure the thing would have, like, it looked heavy. I don't know oh, if it, it could fly or not. Get like, off it the just, ground. It was a chonky, chonky bird. Oh, no. Just maximum chonk. Just full of grease. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was, like, his cry was different. And he just, like, oh, man, he was he was glorious. <laughs> he just loved his life. I don't think, I remember him in, like, maybe my first year of university. I don't remember him being there on the second year of university. I don't think he made it out in the winter. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think he survived. He was too big. <laughs> he was to not look like a long-distance flyer. <laughs> he made it to, like, I don't know. Like, uh, Trout Creek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he gave up. And then he's done. No. Nope. Yeah, like 20 <laughs> kilometers down the road. And he's like, well, it was a good run. This is it for me, boys. <laughs> yeah. Should have stayed at the grease dumpster. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the sad story of the Swishele seagull. The mega gull. The mega gull. <laughs> Already this has gone off the rails. I'm so sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Hobo has now taken off. He's left Charlie and he's gone to check out where the Mustang went. Uh, he's like, he, of course, there's perfectly placed crates so he can jump up to this window. Yes. You hear people talking inside. I didn't write down everything they said, but they're talking about gold. Yeah. Uh, talking about how it's not the lightest stuff in the world. Like clearly they're doing something with gold. Uh, they are turning gold bullion mm-hmm. in, they're melting it down. So he's looking in the window and there's these four guys, they're melting gold and then they're like coating souvenirs with the golds, but saying they're cheap souvenirs, right? Was that what they were doing? I think what they're doing is they're melting it down and then making them into the little statues Okay, yeah. and then spray painting them so that they look like cheap souvenirs. Yes. So they can smuggle them out. Obviously. Yeah. Like, that also- is- also, really? one of the guys is making trumpet noises with his mouth <laughs> while he's doing it, yes. which I thought was an awful lot of fun. <laughs> He's probably just bored on like the 10th take and was like, all yeah, right. all right. This is what you're getting. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, and this is where you meet the head thief, whose name I think is JT. It is JT. And you instantly recognize JT, Inst- don't you? <laughs> instantly recognize JT. In big, bold letters, I wrote, he's the man from The Hypnotist. He sure from is. The Hypnotist from Mystique. His name is John Evans, <laughs> and he's also in another episode that you saw. Uh, what, oh, I do know, because when we watched Mystique, he had already been in an episode. He's uh, the evil from- uh, boss and stand-in, where the old right. man and the dog get... Yes. Okay, I'm a big Evans fan now. I don't I- know why, but like... He's such a good, he doesn't look like a bad guy. He's so menacing. But he's so, it's his voice. Ugh, he's got it, such a deep voice. Yeah. And this is actually, sadly, his last episode. No. He's, he's not going to show up anymore. I am actually sad about that because I wrote later on in my notes, he's good. He is good. He's really good. Yeah. And he does seem like the type who would be like in an 80s action movie as like. I think he is. Like I looked at his IMDb and like, you know how they have like posters for the top movies? <laughs> yeah. They all look like bad 80s action movies. Because <laughs> he would be like the next guy who turns out to be evil yes. or just like just the evil. mastermind yeah exactly yeah. this and he is the mastermind here yep that is there's no denying You're killing it john evans the smartest one in this room <laughs> <laughs> him and the hobo 
uh, uh, also smelting gold is like an insane process and they're just doing it in this factory. casually on a Sunday. <laughs> like, yeah. They talk about it being Sunday and no one being around because yeah. it's Sunday, which is why they can do this without getting caught. Like, I don't know much about gold smelting, but it doesn't seem like it's just melting gold. I don't, I don't know. And also, where'd they get these gold bars? Where did they get the molds? Right? There's so many questions that do not get answered in this. No. Anyways, we're now back with Charlie. He's chatting away to Minerva. She's a bird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just and what a bird she is. <laughs> yeah. Old school speak. Speak easy. Uh, yeah. So the, the seagull, <laughs> Minerva the seagull, has told him about a boat in distress. Yes. Uh, so he's relaying this to Ken and Roy, who just don't believe him. Uh, but then, oh, also, there's yeah. music playing in the background. I know. <laughs> what song are they playing? Do, 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 do. Why are they playing Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies in the background of the scene? I don't know. Is Charlie listening to it on his radio? Is it just background music for the show? And this is not the only time it plays. It's like Charlie's mixtape. Yeah, he's just a really big fan of the Nutcracker. Well, the next one's going to be like the dueling banjos or the dueling harmonicas. Scarlet Cross, is that it? Yeah, and then the one after that's going to be... Jasper McGillicuddy's theme. <laughs> just some banjo going. Yeah. And then it's going to get into that weird twangy oh. flashback music. It's just all the hits. Just his favorite songs. Just, did we talk about there should be like a, a Lilith Hobo LP pressing? I feel like we talked about that a while I, back. Maybe. There should be an album, The Greatest Hits of the Littlest Hobo. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just maybe tomorrow, which is what everybody buys it for. And <laughs> yeah. then it's 45 minutes of like these weird tracks. Just the insane, like, yeah. the weird, like, violin music they have playing every now and then when something's Eastern European. Yeah. There's like two <laughs> minutes of just like stingers <laughs> yeah. with like five seconds between them. So you play it and it's like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and you're like, oh, nice. This is what I like to relax to. <laughs> Absolutely. This is baby making music right here. <laughs> Put on the LP. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were conceived to. Bam, 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 bam. It's like, yeah, great. This is why we named you Hobo. I was going to say, that's the kid. <laughs> why am I named Hobo? <laughs> well, Hobo. I'm really curious to know if there's somebody out there named Hobo. Because oh, I have encountered many people in my life. Again, I worked at a theme park. And they have the weirdest names. So okay. it wouldn't even phase me that there's a kid named Hobo. Because I encountered a kid, a little girl whose name was Squirt. <laughs> and I asked her if that was a nickname, and her mom said no. Oh, I uh, so I don't like that at all for lots of for reasons. so many reasons. So <laughs> many That's reasons. an uncomfortable name. That is not a good name for a child. No. For anyone. No. It's not a good name. No. That was the worst one for me. There was plenty of terrible names that I came across. Squirt. <laughs> So, so many bad names, but that one just really stood that out. Takes, that takes the cake. Hence, I'm not phased if there is a child named Hobo out there. Well, so if you're named Hobo, let me know. If you listen to the podcast and you're about to have a child. <laughs> and you're going to name him Hobo. Throw this in there. <laughs> yeah. What's your partner think? Uh, all right. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. We're talking about the gull, Minerva. Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. Uh, then the news comes over the cops' radios. Charlie is right. There yes. is a boat that is in distress. Uh, and the two guys are like, well, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so then we get back to Hobo, who's watching the men melt the gold. Two of them leave, JT and some 
one else. Yeah. I didn't really give them names. There's JT and there's Rocky and the kid. And then the fourth Those one. Those are the only ones I know. Doesn't have a name. Yeah. <laughs> so the two left behind are the kid and Rocky. I call him Rocky too because he's wearing a Rocky shirt. It's a sweet shirt too. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's sweet, and then it looks <laughs> like it was like it's either brand new yeah. or it's homemade because it's, it's so shiny, very shiny, and slightly too small for him. Oh, it's more than slightly <laughs> too small for him. Yes, <laughs> I can see his navel. <laughs> yes, it's quite like a it's look. exploring <laughs> inside of him. It definitely is. Your clothing should not be in you. I just want to point that out. Not a good look. No. Just not. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the kid who's very young and Rocky Two are left behind. Uh, and Rocky Two, like very sneakily steals the statue they're working on. He sticks it in a glove and then packs it up with some like cleaning supplies. Yeah. So he's clearly shadier than shady. Mm-hmm. We go back to Charlie who's yelling at the seagulls. We get Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies again. Yep. Why? <laughs> also, like, why does Charlie just hang out at this random spot at the port? Like, it's not even a pier, like a really nice, like, marina. It is like a cargo port. It's Minerva. <laughs> I guess. It's Him like, and Minerva really have a bond. The love of his life. You know. They said it was forbidden. <laughs> Man and gull. <laughs> Who am I to judge? <laughs> it's the 80s. Anything and, goes. Right? Lots of cocaine. It's Things a modern happen. age. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they're both doing now. It's a whole new world. <laughs> a whole new world. <laughs> so do you think he sings to the birds? Absolutely, he okay. does. 100%. Charlie is the type who would do that. He would serenade anyone, but especially the birds. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I was trying to think of the song about birds from Mary Poppins. Can't remember it. It's just bird is a word. He's just doing it over and <laughs> over again. Nope. He's so tired of it. <laughs> just constantly. The seagull squawks again. Again, he's encore. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> birds do have small minds they don't remember it's true <laughs> they Some would just of them. be like that's true but these are seagulls not crows seagulls are pretty smart though uh, well, they actually true. have a hierarchy <laughs> like they have a I, I did a lot of research into seagulls once i was gonna say for this no no okay. for, for something completely oh, different yes i know what film. you did it for yeah. yes yeah <laughs> but yeah they they have a hierarchy and um they're actually quite smart when it comes to like picking up food they'll send one down to see if it's safe <laughs> And then the one that gets down there squawks so that they all know it's safe. That is quite smart. So if you set a trap for them, you have to wait a while to spring it because only one's going to come down and then they'll all come down. Okay. I mean, it doesn't mean they're like crow level intelligent. Not using tools. They're not using tools. Yeah. But they're not like super dumb. I'm trying to think of a dumb bird. Uh, Partridges. Oh, oh, yeah. They're dumb. The dumbest of birds. So partridges and guinea fowl. Mm. So dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Just stand there and stare at you. They get hit by a car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At least the seagull will will saunter out of the way. Exactly. Little little sway. I see you. Little butt sway on its way out. Mm -hmm. That's what Charlie likes. (laughs) (laughs) That Minerva sway. (laughs) I'm just going to let you go to that one on your own. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hobo. He's running after the cops to let them know about the gold people. Gold thieves. The gold people. <laughs> oh, God. What, where did that come from? <laughs> They're coming out of the ground. <laughs> it's like Goldfinger. <laughs> That's the one where they coat them in gold. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. Okay. I've actually never seen any of the old James Bond movies. Oh no! Yeah, it's good. It's full of uh, it's full of abuse towards women. <laughs> James yeah, Bond, that icon. Yeah, he's just backhanding just women left, right, and center. Real hero. What a man to aspire to be. <clears throat> yes, right, absolutely. Let's continue to praise him. Yes, <laughs> that man doesn't know the pure, <laughs> the pure love <laughs> that can come between a man 
and a seagull. He'd be a much happier man if he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond and Bond Bird. Sea <laughs> Bond. Gold Bond. Oh, it'd be Gold Bond. Medicated, whatever. Oh, no. That's what they, they can name their child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody please make a poster for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Beautiful. A golden seagull. <laughs> okay. I don't even know how to follow that. I keep saying that. <laughs> I don't know it's how all to right. follow it's this tangent. <laughs> okay. Just moving right along. <laughs> so the cops drive off. Mm. So Charlie is talking to Hobo. Yes. He's like, well, I'll come with you. Yeah. Uh, so the people are like cleaning up their gold smelting stuff. They're getting ready to make their delivery. There's really dramatic music as Charlie is running after the <laughs> he's, Hobo. It's he's like, not dun, really dun. running. He's, not, he's like speed walking for yeah. an old man yes but he is an old man we should say that charlie is like 70s at least in his 70s yeah. yes yeah. he is i mean he's a healthy 70 yes he looks very healthy he's got a lot of sea air absolutely that's the air yep <laughs> but he is definitely he's out of breath after yeah. running after the hobo hobo like just jumps up these crates there's like three crates to get to the window and charlie is like no yeah i don't know dog core not happening <laughs> can't do this so hobo then comes down and takes him to a side door why didn't you take him there in the first place, Hobo? Um, it's a green door. It's locked. Charlie's trying to open it. And while he's like chatting away about how to open it, Hobo has gone through the window, come around, and opens the door. Yes. Let's not even question it. He opens the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Charlie and Hobo start sneaking in. Charlie is like, I'm going to be quiet. Like, don't worry about it. They can hear like banging noises. And Charlie is aware enough. I guess Hobo didn't tell him exactly what was happening. Though we could have. Absolutely could have. Come on, Hobo. Then they wouldn't even had to go investigate. No, he could have been like, there's people melting down gold. Right. And spray painting it. And it's all stolen. <laughs> and here's where it is. Call the cops. <laughs> right. Like, let me just get my friends Roy and Ken back yeah. on the phone. I'm sure there's a phone on the dock somewhere. Hobo just has a death wish. Yeah. He likes to get people killed or be killed. Yeah. <laughs> but it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> no, he's still working on it. Except for that man who fell down an elevator shaft. Right. <laughs> that was so thrilling for him. <laughs> yeah. And that man who got killed by a pitchfork. That's true. Yeah. 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 He's, 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 he's racking up some He's bodies. doing all right. Body yeah, count's okay. Exactly. Uh, so Charlie does mention calling the police, mm -hmm. but he does not make a move to do so. Yeah. Uh, Hobo just kind of like hangs out by his side, and then Charlie gives the world's largest sneeze. He sneezes so loud it launches him into some crates. <laughs> he knocks over an entire crate full of items. It's a beautiful scene. It is. Like that sneeze is like a piece of physical acting <laughs> that is just <laughs> so good. <laughs> Because it is literally like, how did he not bust a rib? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't check to see if there was a stunt double for the old man's sneeze. It's very impressive. Uh, so obviously he gets caught. Yes. <laughs> uh, JT shows up and tells Charlie to step into his office. Yeah. Come here, old man. Step, step into, into my, my office. office. And he does say it very menacingly. He's so evil. Come here, old man. Step into my office. It's so creepy. It's so good. <laughs> it, is, miss him. it is very good. All the scenes with JT and Charlie, yeah. I love. Top notch. Very good. Um, and he knows who Charlie is. They obviously actually work at this port. Yes. And Charlie hangs out at this port. Yeah. So they're all acquainted with each other. Uh, this is where I wrote JT is actually a great actor. Nice. He's very good. Agreed. Uh, yes. So they take Charlie and they lock him into a room. What? You forgot the part because Rocky too's got oh. a big length of rope. <laughs> yes. And he keeps like looking at him with this rope and snapping it. Yeah. And then he says a line and I wrote it down. I can't figure out what it is. But he says, some people never line. Oh, some people never lie. I think he's trying to say in a weird accent, some people never learn. 
Oh, that would make sense. I did. I listened to it maybe seven or eight times. I could not figure it out. It's yeah. You would never get it from like just listening to. He does not say the word learn. Some people never learn. No, no. <laughs> that that does but not I, come out of his mouth. At the least, I thought they would do like the rope loops. Right. You know, we haven't seen <laughs> that in a while. <laughs> yeah, like four loops around them. Yeah. And then it's like, well, we're good. They'll never get out of yeah, this. Yeah, just the hands like slightly tied. Yeah, they no. don't. They don't even bother. They just throw them in a room and lock them in there. Slackers. Uh, this is where I wrote kidnapping to murder because that's the hobo way. Yep. Uh, and yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because Rocky asks, "What are you going to do with him, JT?" And JT says, "We have no choice, Bobby. He knows." Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly going to kill him. Kidnapping to murder. Yeah, uh, Hobo shows up. He's going to try and free Charlie. Uh, while he's trying to free Charlie, JT is on a payphone talking about like shipment plans. Hobo can't open the door. This door has thwarted him. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then they're cleaning up. Uh, JT and somebody else are gone. Rocky and the kid are cleaning up. Rocky is being super shady about the box with his gold statue in it. Uh Charlie is in the room sad he missed his coffee. Yeah. This this whole like sequence of scenes is just it's, like it's kind of a jumble. Yeah. I do like the JT when he's when he's talking, he's like, I guess we'll just have to bring the old man with us. Yes. And I, I was like, okay, so I guess he's not gonna shoot him. Yeah. They're gonna take him out to sea and throw, throw him. him. Do you think he can talk to the fish though? He do you absolutely. think he can Aquaman his way out? Oh, he can absolutely Aquaman like his way out. Like a couple of friendly Yes. I was gonna say dolphins, there's no dolphins are in Canada. <laughs> yeah, but like, we're in no, Lake Ontario. <laughs> yeah, he's in Toronto. <laughs> What's in Lake Ontario? A couple of friendly pikes can come along and <laughs> I'm sure somebody's thrown an alligator in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of like real big goldfish. <laughs> yeah. Some koi. They just get him close <laughs> enough to the shore so that Minerva can come down and <laughs> rescue him rescue him she can drop like a rope and he can tow him to shore that's right <laughs> With all her seagull she's, friends. A, she's a mega gull <laughs> she's absolutely a mega gull <laughs> so yeah he doesn't have to worry he's not actually gonna die no he'll be fine the, he could talk to the animals <laughs> exactly walk with the animals <laughs> the rest of that i don't know i don't know either i guess we should call him dr doolittle that was dr doolittle's thing right i guess but i think charlie is better at it i think charlie is much better at it yeah i mean i haven't seen dr doolittle in ages yeah but less singing <laughs> i appreciate that charlie thank you <laughs> yeah stefan is a non-musical lover sure yeah you, you appreciate that uh so hobo is now back at the door but this time he's got a rope <laughs> yeah uh so he i'm gonna try and explain this he takes the rope, which already has a loop at the end. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, or this plan would not work. He goes up to a bunch of crates, and there's a random pipe hanging over the door, like out of yeah. the top of the door. Hobo throws the rope over it, lowers it down, loops it around the like bar that is blocking the door, pulls it up, and it falls out. Yes. Did I explain that correctly? You explained it exactly that how it is, happened. Exactly. And it, it is as ridiculous watching it. <laughs> right? The whole time I was like, okay. Yep. How could he not just nose that bar? It's like nose height. Yep. Can't be that heavy. Anyways, a lot of questions for Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he opens the door. Charlie is free. Yeah, they yeah. They get caught by Rocky too, though. Immediately. Immediately get caught. Uh, but Hobo, thankfully, trips Rocky with the rope. Rocky headbutts the door <laughs> and falls unconscious into the room <laughs> and so charlie just pulls him in the room drags and him the into door. the room and steals his shirt because i would have uh, absolutely <laughs> i'm taking this shirt it's uh, 
that's the kind of shirt they would sell now in yes. like Sunrise Records or something. Yeah. They'd absolutely sell this. Rocky absolutely, t-shirt. and you could sell like a real vintage one from the eighties <laughs> for like right. three times the price. <laughs> absolutely. Look, it's still stretched out from that big guy that wore it. <laughs> yeah, get it framed with, a, with like a screenshot, a blurry screenshot from yeah. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that guy there, he wore this. Yeah. A little plaque. Yeah. <laughs> it's my prized possession. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Charlie pulls him in the room, locks him in. Uh, Hobo is already taken off while Charlie is doing this. He's like, out looking in the windows. The cops have figured out that Charlie, he missed his coffee date with them. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got to go and find him. Mm-hmm. So they have pulled up to this warehouse. The cops encounter the thieves who are loading up a truck. Yep. They obviously know, again, who these people are because they, they even go like, oh, you're working on a Sunday. Uh, what are you shipping? And JT, funny guy that he <laughs> is, goes, about $8 million in gold. About $8 million in gold. And yes. the cops just laugh. They're like, ah, you wish. <laughs> he was so funny. Yeah. You're such a funny man. Uh, catch you later. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, not if I can help it. Not if I can help it. Whoever wrote this was like, I'm so clever. I know who wrote this because I wrote his name down. Oh. He's only written two things in his life. What one episode it? of Lilith Tobo and one episode of Danger Boy. Wow. What That's a it. resume. Yep. <laughs> what the hell is Danger Boy? Danger Boy. Danger Boy. Sounds pretty cool. That's, sounds dramatic. <laughs> okay. So the cops take off. They're not going to investigate any further. Uh, so then JT sends his buddies off to... I don't know what my notes say I think here. They, they, he sends them to go get the old man. That's right. They're going to bring Charlie into the truck. Yeah. Uh, so the kid sees the room open and he's like, oh, whatever Rocky's name is, uh, you already went to get him. Like, so smart. Uh, and then Hobo closes the door behind him (laughs) Yep. (laughs) and locks the kid in. And then, yeah, Charlie locks him in. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so then the cops are now discussing the conversation they had with the thieves. Yeah. Realize something is shady, um, because they mentioned something about Charlie having gone, Charlie was talking about going fishing, fishing, but Charlie is a vegetarian. vegetarian. So they're like, that's weird. So they're like, their spidey senses are tingling a little yeah. bit. Um, Charlie is an idiot who can't count to four yeah. um, because he thinks he's caught all the thieves in the room. Yeah. So he goes out to the truck. And who yep. does he encounter? But JT. Yes. Well, <laughs> he traps a man on a forklift in the back. Yes, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a man who's loading the, the, the truck with a forklift and, and Charlie just like closes the door. To and the U-Haul or whatever it is yeah. behind him. <laughs> Done. Locks and it. He's like, yay, that's the mall. That's all of them. Yeah. And JT's like, I got a gun. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> you missed one old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's holding a gun to Charlie. They have a little chit chat. Yep. I didn't write down anything they said. It's not important. No. Uh, and then, of course, the hobo sees what's going on and tackles JT to the ground. This is the third time this guy's been tackled by the hobo. <laughs> he must be so used to it by now. Oh, yeah. You've got to know it's coming from somewhere. Right. It's just fine. Uh, so he gets tackled. The cops arrive. One of them is holding his gun. Yes. As he should be. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to assume the second one is our Irish cop. Yes, it is. Because he's holding two coffees in his hand. Yep. And he does it in such a way that's just very funny. It is. He looks so confused. He's got his coffees. He's like, what's going on? I look forward to seeing him again. I absolutely do. Uh, Charlie grabs a coffee and goes, it better not be cold. Yeah. And then he takes a sip. And of course, it's cold. cold. And he's so miserable. He's upset. (sighs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) We're almost to the end. We get our ending scene. Uh, So the cop, Charlie is back on his deck. He's hanging out with Minerva. We're having a little date. <laughs> yep. Doing what they do. <laughs> Some wine and candlelight. <laughs> Absolutely. Some sweet, sweet go loving. 
<laughs> Isn't there a band that has gull in the name? Flock of seagulls? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Didn't they have yep. crazy hair? Yep, <laughs> okay. they sure do. I don't know why that just popped and into my head. This is about the time they were going, too. <laughs> nice. Yep. Oh, they should have showed up in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think they intended this to be such a seagull-heavy episode. <laughs> no. I think we made it a seagull-heavy episode. <laughs> so Roy and Ken, that's his name, right? Yeah. Roy and Ken pull up, the cops. Um, they talk to Charlie. They're super excited. Their boss was super happy with them for catching these gold thieves. Uh, they're getting a new patrol car. Their chief's super happy. Uh, so they're going to give Charlie a gift and they hand over like a really nice radio. Yeah. Charlie is super happy. And I was like, oh, this is really. He's like, FM. Footsteps yeah. will love this. They're <laughs> like, oh, I guess that cat really loves <laughs> FM radio. He's a big old fan. He freaking loves Wolf Bounty. <laughs> His favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what's the difference between AM and FM radio. AM's usually like talk radio and country. Okay. And then FM's usually like rock and pop. Hobo then shows up. He is carrying a glove. Mm. Uh, so Rocky, oh, I totally neglected. At one point, Rocky, our thief, hides his statue that he stole behind some trash. Yeah. Hobo has now retrieved said statue and is bringing it to the cops. Uh, now it's time for Hobo to leave. Him and Charlie yeah. are having a little conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops talk about Hobo. Uh, and Charlie says he to- Hobo told Charlie why he likes to travel around so much, but he can't tell the cops because they would never believe him. It's tax evasion. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tax evasion. And, and <laughs> he has to be on the run for his pups back from Wolf Hunt. <laughs> He's killed a few people in the meantime. Oh, you know? yeah, he definitely has. <laughs> so he just can't go back. Yeah. There's some Russians on his tail. Oh, man. He's part of a super soldier program. Yeah. Super unbelievable. Like, Plus, there was that whole thing with that ballerina. Oh, uh, yeah. That Austin was... Matthews, the whole thing. <laughs> right. Some time travels involved. Like, yeah, it's a crazy story. It just, you you, would they, wouldn't, they wouldn't believe him. Never believe me. Yeah. Uh, as Hobo is leaving, he stops to look at the cop car. Uh, and Charlie is like, he says you got a flat. And of course, they have they a flat. Have a flat. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and that's the episode. Yay. <laughs> How did you feel about that episode? I like that episode. I think I like that episode because of the, the actors in the episode. Yes. Like the guy who plays Charlie does a, a fine it's job. Good, yeah. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but really it's like John Evans and <laughs> Alan Royal and whoever that other guy <laughs> is. Those three, they're pretty funny together. Yeah. They were enjoyable. For, so, I mean, my bar is quite low for the hobo. Right. But they were very good. Yeah. They were acceptable. I was okay with this episode. Yes. I agree with that. Yes. Good. Uh, so your hobo fight. Uh, my Hobo Fight is actually a collaboration. Ooh, okay. It's all three John Evans characters, <laughs> and they start a podcast about stealing stuff and hypnotizing people. I love that so much. And it's just his deep, soothing voice. Just, it's like ASMR. I bring that oh, up a lot, yeah. but that would be what Two it would hours be. of John Evans just, just talking about stealing things he, and, like, and hypnotizing, <laughs> hypnotizing people. people. He'd hypnotize me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that voice. I just, I've, I've, I've bought every one of them. <laughs> right. I just pledged $500 to their Patreon, and I can't figure out why, but I it feels so good when I do it. Right? It just it felt like the right thing to do. That is an excellent hobo yeah. fight. <laughs> okay. How about you? Mine, not similar, but kind of similar. I said the doctor from Mystique, the yeah. hypnotist, versus JT. I so, think JT's got it. Absolutely. He's the only one who's held a gun, I think. So the doctor from Mystique just seems like a bit of a wuss. Yeah. Very like a weak, whiny. Yeah. Murmur. So yes, JT is definitely much more of a, I'll punch you in the head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> he'll win. <laughs> Your hobo harm? Zero. Absolutely. Zero. zero on this. We've <laughs> not had, I think in all of season three, we really yeah. have not had, 
a high hobo harm scale for anything. No, I think that one episode where he was running for like five minutes, the locket. Oh yeah, where, he, where at his the end feet you were sore. His, yeah, you could tell he was That's, feet were sore. We gave him a slightly high yeah ish score. Disappointed. Yeah. Disappointed Step TV show. Step four. it up. Well, maybe as a rating slip in seasons four, five, and six. <laughs> they'll get more and more desperate. I'm assuming the ratings slip. I mean, absolutely. I'm sure yeah. they did. <laughs> I think they'll get more and more radical as things go on. Because it would be interesting to see what TV shows were starting to come out at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's what true. was it competing against? <laughs> yeah. Probably some pretty good ones. I know. Maybe we'll look that up at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm not going to do it now. But, anyways, right. that is the episode. A special friend. Okay. Are you ready for the next episode? I'm ready for the next episode. Okay. Next episode is called Forget Me Not. Synopsis reads, when a hobo spots a disorientated woman with amnesia aimlessly (laughs) wandering into a large amusement park, he finds his only way in and protects her from serious physical danger. Wow. I lost that sentence. (laughs) From serious physical danger while alerting the security and bringing her medical help. That is a long synopsis. That is the whole episode. Yes. I feel like there's no surprises anymore. (laughs) Well, there, you never know. <laughs> That's true. Hobo, it could, it could be totally not that not at be, all. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. Bye. Bye.